You've read the books. You've learned the rules. You've played the games. And so is your mom. Just making sure you're paying attention. Now, it's time for something completely off base. From the same guys who haven't done anything exciting yet are the Paladins of Podcast, Rob and Potato. Listen in as they talk about all things related to pen and paper games, challenge rules, and go off script. This is the high fantasy commentary you didn't ask for, but your mom did. (laughs) This is the Epic Table Audio Show. What's up, everybody, to another episode of the Epic Table Games Audio Show. Starring the Paladins of Podcast, Robin Potato. What's up, Potato? What's up, my dude? How you been? Not too bad. I, uh, I've been a little busy today, doing nothing. You know, it's end of the week for me, so I do what I can to take it easy. Oh, yeah, man. Too bad it's not Lazy Sunday. Honestly, it's going to be lazy all weekend because uh, my littles are with the grandparents. Ooh, nice. Yeah, but buddy. This isn't a uh, family get-together slash pawn the kids off podcast. No, <laughs> How no, is it? Not. It could be if they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. Ooh, yeah, that'd be kind of <laughs> cool, actually. Heck yeah. Uh, this episode, we'll be uh, talking a little bit about 5e, huh? You kind of dipped your toes in the water there? Yeah, so uh, a little bit of history for those who are not too familiar with uh with you or i our podcast and uh whatnot i'm generally a forever dm so i'm the guy who's willing to make up stories run the games etc and i i enjoy being a player but my opportunities don't come uh frequently or very often so when i find an opportunity i do what i can to kind of jump on it and i have found an opportunity to learn fifth edition as a player Nice. I don't remember if we talked about this on a previous episode or if this was just something you and I were discussing prior to, but I have a character concept. Um, Yeah, this is the uh, the healer, right? The zealot. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is a chaotic, good healing cleric. Uh, He's he's a zealot. So while he won't shy away from combat. Uh, he'll use something like a club to deal non-lethal damage so he doesn't actually kill his opponents. Yeah. And if they're intelligent, he will always give them an opportunity to renounce their ways and take his deity into their hearts, and then he will heal them. Yeah, I, I love that idea. Even with your allies, like, oh, I can heal you, but you're going to have to make a promise. <laughs> right. Right. And that's, and that's what I was thinking. And this character can be difficult to play so i'm i've presented it to the group i'm waiting to hear back on if they if they're okay with it or not because of its difficulty i mean you don't want to play a character that is obstinate the entire time right right a character like that you need a a compliant party or else it feels like you're hamstringing the party along right right you can't be like hey i'm going to play a support character that's going to screw you guys over Right, so, if they're okay with it, then all for it, you know. Right, and this kind of character definitely leaves a lot for roleplay, 
but he, like I said, he can be difficult because you don't want to be in the middle of combat and be like, I don't want to say the freaking prayer. I just want you to heal me. Like, you have got to say it. You know how I operate. <laughs> I'm going to die. Right. I don't care. Right. Just say the words. That, and that, that's, that's pretty much my thought mentality on this character. So I was kind of working through uh, some character building steps uh, on how to get the character done up properly and what i realized is that um the core concept of him being chaotic good is that i want him so good that it's not reckless but it's painful and we we've talked about that i think that was briefly in one of our last episodes we talked about yes and a good character be so good he's actually evil right usually that's like a paladin's role i, I like the cop was it uh, lawful dumb, like you're so good that you're going to be against the party because they want to do something that's uh, human behavior, not necessarily bad or good. But since it's not good or lawful, guess what? I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> right. Lawful dumb, and the other one is chaotic stupid. You know? Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. they'll they'll recklessly go jump into any harmful situation, and that's that's one of those things that. I was concerned about with this character and I, I was developing, fleshing him out. And I'm like, you know, honestly, I know that this character won't just go run into an orphanage that's on fire to save the kids. Like he's not going to risk his life for that, but he will sift through the rubble and help get the survivors. He's not a firefighter. He doesn't know what he's doing and he cannot spread the good word if he's dead. Right. But, you know, that's smart and still right. good. And after the fact, he can help heal and help the uh, help the orphanage recover, you know? Right, right. All so, right, Timmy, I know you got third-degree burns on your face. I can heal that. And I know you really can't talk well. You're only three years old. But just say this script here, and I'll heal you. Well, in, in, that, in that case there, he would bless them with the power of his deity, you know? <laughs> just just hand-wave it, like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like, you know, the power of so-and-so uh, takes you into their heart. And with this blessing gift I provide, uh, may you recover or be healed more. Kind of chalk it up a little bit so it's an everlasting thought that this God did something good for this right. kid. Um, same concept and idea for when I fell an intelligent creature in battle. Um, so making that last non-lethal hit so he doesn't actually die. Um Hey, it's time to heal you. Uh, I, I want him to be so good where if the party was in the middle of a bar fight, he would sneak out and go alert the guards to teach him a lesson, you know? Right. I like that. Yeah. And I like I said, the party has got to be okay with that difficult stance. But exactly. As as I was developing this and going through some of these character builders to help kind of piece it together without the confusion of uh sixty different pages in a in a book, um, I found that while the character isn't anything like me, which is what I really enjoy about the draw here, um, there are actually rules in the book about a cleric in his acolyte position that let your character be very similar to this concept. And I didn't know that before I started. Nice. So 5e already got something that you can use as a better guideline. Yeah, and um, so what I 
what I was thinking is essentially uh, there's an acolyte flaw that states that his piety leads him to blindly trust those who profess faith in his God. So when I'm telling somebody they have to profess faith and they do just for healing, I'm like, <laughs> good, good. Right. And I'm a, I'm essentially being blind to the fake it till you make it aspect of this. Yeah. It's almost like a naive child just taking the word on face value. I love that. Right. And then uh, as, as we built it up a little bit more, there are ideals, acolyte ideals that state everything will work out fine if I try hard enough, which my <laughs> character concept is that no matter what I do, I'm doing my God's work. So it will always be fine, especially for me. Like I have done no wrong. Everything I've ever done has been for them. Oh, that's um, super cool. And then uh, there are two traits that I believe you get, especially as human. Uh, one of them is you've spent so much time in the church that you have little practical experience with people outside the church. Oh, is that something that you chose? That's actually yeah. really fun. Yeah, because the, the concept socially human, awkward. Right, because I am <laughs> so focused in my faith that like operating that. outside of the faith is difficult. Um, and then uh, intolerant of other gods and I condone their worshipers. So I can't really speak or uh, I have practical zero practical experience with people outside of my church and those who worship other gods. I don't, I, I do not condone. I actually, uh, I, I shun it. I say that they're false ideals, that they're false gods, that my belief is the one true way and they must submit. You are all charlatans. Yeah. So there are rules for this character that really already work well. That's super cool. And uh, in c contrast to Pathfinder, the closest thing to get like flaws and ideals and stuff like that is the background traits, right? They have like drawbacks that you can choose and there's like rules yeah. for it. Yeah. So in Pathfinder, you have traits and drawbacks and those are generally um, in, in my games specifically, I don't complicate the game with traits and drawbacks because not everybody takes them. Right. Usually um, it's just ignored, but if you take right. one, it's not a penalty. Right. So usually if you take a trait, you have to take a drawback. You can take a drawback without taking a trait um, in Pathfinder there. However, like I said, um. they are there. I just omit them for ease of character development and general play style because um what they add is just adding extra elements that you have to keep track of at certain times and yeah um our game is so many so many people right now anyhow that it's it's large enough that it's going to help slow down or already skew balances i like the idea of it being more of a motivational inspirational sentence where kind of like we were saying about the flaw you know you you kind of take what they say face value sort of deal having a, mm -hmm. a phrase like that to keep in mind and kind of keep reading you know reading to yourself essentially that'll help you get in the rp aspect of your character yeah other than a mechanical drawback where it's another number you gotta keep in mind when you're calculating stuff Right. 
Right. Where I, I like that a bit more. Yeah, me too. And it's it's an aspect that I like. Um, and like I said, this character is not like me. I mean, I'm I myself am a very laid back, easygoing guy. I have zero hang ups, zero kinks, zero uh, weird triggers. You know, nothing phases me. Nothing bothers me. I can go with the flow in any scenario. Right. So, ex- except for trypophobia. Yeah, but you can't really <laughs> describe that. <laughs> oh, dude, I got I, OK. I got to show you this video. These guys made a like a render challenge. Usually do like a satisfying loop render challenge. But this time they want to do a gross render challenge. And this guy did his own face with trypophobia on one side of it. And it looked so gross. I would love to show it to you. But I know it will definitely trigger you. <laughs> it just grosses me out. Like, you can show me. I won't be irritated. I'll just be, like, grossed. Like, I don't like, uh, what are those? Those, uh, like those pimple popping videos either. Right. Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, dude, it's so gross. I get this. This is funny. I really enjoy Hollywood cinematic over the top gore like Quentin Tarantino films or slasher films. Right. But watching something on the TLC channel where it's a scientifically done surgery grosses me out. Uh, it's it's a little bit of the realistic factor to it that gets me knowing that this uh, is actually real. This isn't smoke and mirrors. It gets to me a bit more, but I, Sometimes I, I I enjoy it. Satisfying. I don't I don't know if it's the realism factor to it. I think for me it's the fact that it's not generally over the top. Um, like, yeah, I guess or I more guess subtle. Yeah, I, I guess you could say that that falls under the realism category. But it I don't look at it thinking God that's super real. It's ew that's just super gross. What if they were to do it nice and quick with blood squirting everywhere and stupid sounds? I guess <laughs> Hollywood can make it comical and excess. It's the excess that I'm okay with. So, yeah, let me retcon what I said. It's, let's just say it's probably because it's super realistic. <laughs> I mean, there's no, no better way to put it, I guess. So, awesome. All right. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> I, I've I've got I've got the character idea. I I want to play him, but I'm thinking of other character ideas too. Things that are more party kosher. Ooh, and, uh, well, party kosher. Do you know the the people's party? Do you know what they're gonna be playing as? I was the first one to present an idea because oh. this one was so difficult. Uh, I needed to make sure it was feasible in the group. Um, I've had a few other thoughts. But nobody has other presented other ideas yet. So I want to go to our session zero with a few different ideas. Um, something a little bit more cool than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, by the way. <laughs> I would love to do that still, man. The Turtles is so cool. And I'm mad they don't got race like that in Pathfinder. Uh, they do. Oh, they do? They do have a turtle guy in, in Pathfinder? No way. What are they called? I, I think so. Um, it it might take me a minute to look it well, up. It could be so, a third party race. Um, it could be, but I don't think it is. I think it's um, man. All right, please hold while uh, we look. Elevator this up. music commence in this time frame. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. 
Okay, so there is one from a third party for sure. It's called a Kappa. I was going to say the Kappas, right? Yeah. No, when I hear Kappa, I think of Mario Party or at least <laughs> Mario in general. So right? the idea of playing as Bowser to me is more tantalizing than playing as a uh, Raphael or Michelangelo. Nice. Pretty um, cool. I don't know how Oh, this is this is a creature, outsider creature, uh Chelonidile. 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 A race of turtle-like Agathians who serve as Nirvana's line infantry. They resemble a cross between a turtle and a human. Oh, interesting. Their hands resemble turtle flippers more than humanoid hands, but they're still capable of fine manipulation. They are uh, they're a CR7. Hmm. Wow, CR7 too. Interesting. Yep. Neutral good. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to make a turtle character now. Uh yeah. There are there are apparently there oh Starjammer isn't what I, I I got Starjammer crossed with Pathfinder for a second here. Um but there's the the Tortician. That's uh still slightly different different system. Oh wow. That's funny. That's funny because way back when I was in high school and I was making up my video game idea, I made a turtle race called the Carpetians. Nice. So I think that's funny how there's a little bit of a connection there. Kind of makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> right. That's um, cool. Anyhow, so character concept ideas. I was thinking, um, I was watching a few videos and this is going to sound super cheesy. And I was thinking about going with a halfling. Uh, Dude, maybe you a mean like a bard? A halfling you know, bard I, would be sick. I thought about halfling bard, but I actually think it would be easier for me to be a halfling um, magic user. And if I remember correctly, starting gold uh, would also allow me to buy a dog that I can ride. <laughs> to be a cavalier. So, well, oh, uh, what is the equivalent of cavalier in D&D? In 5e, I have no idea. I know hmm. in 3.5, it was cavalier. <laughs> Yeah, maybe 5e has Cavalier as well. I'm just, I'm not well-versed yet. Uh, any, anyhow, what cool. I was saying is, you can buy a Mastiff. And uh, um, the Mastiff is, uh, it's a medium beast, so uh, a small creature can ride on him. Not a problem. Right. He's got AC 12, 5 hit points, moves at 40 feet around, whereas your Halfling generally moves at 20. So you can double your move speed. As a caster, you don't have to get off your damn animal. Uh, decent stats. Uh, plus three to perception. A passive perception of 13. Um, has advantages on wisdom. Checks that rely on hearing or smell with a bite attack. Nice. I like the idea that you're like a mobile caster now. Yeah. If you can find a feat or some kind of other ability that allows you to move and cast in one round, that'd be sick. Yeah, and the way D&D 5e has worked, from what I understand so far, is they have split some things, and they have doubled down on others. Yeah. So 
it's uh, it's it's interesting that how they chose to expand certain rules and dial back others. It's it's just again a character idea that I've I've been playing around. But I really do like that idea. One of the things that I'm worried about is what everybody on Reddit has thrown around as an edge lord. Are you familiar with that? Oh yeah, it's like a warlock build or something. No. <laughs> no. I'm going to open you up to this ridiculous concept. <laughs> Lay it on, man. <laughs> All right. Geralt of Riviera is an edgelord. Dark, moody, always witty banter. The <laughs> uh, the ridiculously epic sounding name. Um, he is he is essentially your. Uh, I don't even know how to. You know what? I'm going to do something I haven't done in a long time. And I am going to bring up the Urban Dictionary for you. Because this is ridiculous. Uh, here we go. It's just someone, especially posting on the internet, who uses shocking and nihilistic speech and opinions that they themselves may or may not actually believe to gain attention and come across as more dangerous and unique. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and so you can definitely see how people try to pull that type of hero off. Right, you know, I never visualized Geralt as an edgelord, but I I think that does match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. It's ridiculous. But it, it you, usually when I think of edgelord, I think of Reaper from Overwatch. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 unusual, and it's funny because I don't think I've ever really played an edgelord however i have played a character that just doesn't give a fuck and that counts i i guess that counts but the thing is is that i just didn't give a fuck <laughs> like i mean by by that general standard i guess i'm partially an edgelord because i just don't give a fuck <laughs> Yeah, if we want to go on, on that like uh, that that list there, I mean, I I guess I'm a bit of an edge lord too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, all right, uh, let's 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 keep moving on. You said you had a had a monster spotlight today. Let's throw this in the middle of the episode. Let's uh, no character build, right? Oh, yeah, this is a character spotlight this time around. Yeah, let's uh, let's power through that. I know it's the middle of our episode, but this will kind of give us time to recollect and talk about some of these things you want to bring up. All right. Well, this one is a very interesting one. Um, it's very specific. And okay. I actually built this guy all the way to level 20 this time, only because okay. I, I needed this last little bit of, of uh, the ability for the chef's kiss. Um, he is a small, gripply, a little frog dude with the alternate racial trait of toxic skin. So he can excrete poison and rub it on weapons or on his body. And when he makes a, an attack or grabs somebody, they get poison damage once a day. That's so bad. Okay. No. Here's a special thing about this little gripply guy. He's a luchador. Oh, you've been talking about wanting to make a luchador for a long time. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, it's uh, a couple levels in vigilante. To really pull off the mechanic that putting on the mask makes him a different character. And the rest is Tatori Monk. Okay. 
He is built around grappling, grappling hard, and punishing you for trying to do anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) This little guy is amazing. Now, like I said, he, he is small, so the damage dice isn't as big. But with the feats that I've gotten, he's still pulling off 1d10 of punching damage when he grapples you. Okay. Pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Um, The vigilante uh, identity, I guess we'll give him, he's known as the Jade Cockatrice. Okay. (laughs) So imagine this little frog dude. He puts on this basically a rooster costume but it's all luchador-esque all cool and menacing still and i love this idea because the cockatrice in origins at least it says that uh chicken egg incubated by a frog or a toad so this this kind of links in in a very neat way and his social talent is that he's a well-known expert so his regular identity he's a professor and he spends his time helping out people and this and that. But then when he hears the call, he'll put on the cowl and do a flying uh, a flying splash star attack on you or some crap like that and put you in a chokehold. Nice. <laughs> he has a, an ability called Living Shield. Okay. So while he's grappling you and someone goes to attack you, uh, he can roll a combat maneuver check to basically pivot the grappled target to become the new target of the other guy's attack. Okay. So that's pretty nice. And with the CMB I got for him, he's pretty freaking high. Um, Especially for a small guy. It's impressive. He he did take a little bit of a stunt in his strength because of him being a gripply. So I decided to lean on decks a bit more and gave him okay. agile maneuvers. That yeah. way all of his CMB checks goes off his decks instead of his strength. But damage is all strength still. So you want to so build up have- strength and decks, but know that your strength isn't going to be as high. Okay. Now you could always supplement that with a uh, with one of those belts of strength right. and dexterity, physical yeah, might. You- Physical might, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking of getting. It's a little bit more expensive, but at least it's one belt instead of trying to work two belts. So that's right. worth it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he has dirty fighting, um, improved dirty trick, so he can kick you in the gonads, make you sickened, and then he'll grapple you, so you can't really do much about it. I, I love this idea because he's going to be one of those dirty wrestlers. You know, right. he's going to rake your eyes. And poke your throat. <laughs> Just imagine this little frog dude go. Pah, pah, pah. Um, and the very last ability in this thing is great. It's called Neckbreaker. Okay, tell me about it. So, with ne- ne- Neckbreaker, when you get him into a grapple, and I do so believe here, let me find the exact details here. If I remember correctly, you got to get him pinned first. Let's see. Yeah, if you have an opponent of your size or smaller, helpless or pinned, you initiate or maintain a grapple, and then you can make a stunning fist attempt at a penalty, and if you succeed, you wrench the opponent's neck, dealing 2d6 strength or dexterity damage. Oh, shit. Yeah, and if it reduces zero, guess what happens? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's yep, pretty that, pretty neat. The, the only caveat I, is it's your size or smaller. I couldn't really find a feat or a workaround other than maybe investing on something that gives you a large person. But I right. really want to stick with being this little frog dude jumping on you and throwing you around because you can't do anything to stop them. So yeah, it, it would definitely be comical, especially when you think about the uh, the theater of the mind aspect here. Oh heck yeah, heck yeah! Oh, he has grabbing drag, so while he's grabbing you, he can then move his full speed as a swift action, and then as a move action, he can move half a speed again. So he can just drag you all across the battlefield now. <laughs> Rock on. He, he can grab two people at once. While he's grabbing one person, he's known as uh, having a free hand, so he can go whap, whap, whap if he wanted to. Nice. nice. I like the way he sounds. And I mean, you worked them all the way up to level 20, and you'll try to get that posted on the site soon. Oh, yes. So, now, I am trying to get this, the website changed to something more uh, SEO-friendly and more user-friendly. So, we're going to hopefully have that rolled out in the next few weeks. Cool. Wonderful. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for this guy. I wanted to give him uh, leadership so he'd have a cohort, like a hype man. But leadership is so <laughs> broken. Gosh. Leadership is broken. And I couldn't understand it. I'm like, I'm not going to implement this. <laughs> I'm not going to put this on my name. The, it's only one of the only feats that I, I generally disallow in my games. Yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. I think 5e did a better job, but still bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and when I was doing this build, I did come across of another build. It's kind of the same vein, but going off of Brawler. And I tweaked it around enough to where next time I do a character build, a little bit of a spoiler here, maybe it'll get you guys reeled in and waiting for the next episode for it. But the next character build is going to be my very first mock build. Now, a mock build is not you making a new a unique character it's you making a character from a book or a game show a movie you're trying to make an established character. character yeah you're recreating and emulating an established character and that's right. going to be my first mock build next character spotlight and i can't wait you to wanna, tell you about it you want to drop us who it is i will give you a hint it's the punisher it, isn't it no oh that'd the be Batman. sick uh, I'll definitely think oh, Bat- Batman's way too easy. Just a vigilante. Boom. That's Batman. Um, that's, not, that's not all he is. That's he's, all he he's is. A, he's the world's greatest detective. Oh, shma. He, he's a vigilante and a investigator there. Um, making cloud, aren't you from final fantasy seven? Ooh, you know, I did talk to you about this. I did, but that's not going to be my first one. That's going to be my second mock build. Okay. This first mock build is going Happening. to be from a video game as well, but it's going to be from a fighting video game. So expect some punching. God hand from Aragis. Ooh, no. Okay. You know, uh, many people don't remember that game, by the way. Dude, I always called it Air Gears as well. So I don't know. Well, no I, don't, I think I was the only one that played it. You were talking about it. <laughs> 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 All right. So, so, so a punchy guy. Not so bad. I dig it. And that oh, will yeah. be for your next character spotlight. And you changed how you're doing things. So we got three more monster spotlights uh, beforehand, right? Yes. And you know what? I was actually thinking about this as well because we're talking about doing a monster battle as well. Do you want to yeah. do a spotlight, a battle spotlight, then character spotlight? 
I'm not sure. Like one of the things I thought about would be how to really do the best monster battle. And I want to work out a formula for it because I don't want to be like, all right, you know, what? against a Kraken and uh, a shark, who's going to win? Obviously. Right. Yeah, so, I, see, I see what you're going there. Yeah. What I'm thinking about doing is a uh, a series of at least 20 of them and we'll pair uh, CRs that are uh, matched, matched CRs. I like the idea of really trying to set up a cinematic like fight, like who's really going to win is pin these two, you know, uh, roundhouses, these big, huge guys together, see who would win instead of going like, Oh, let's do a random table roll. Oh, this guy and this guy, let's see. That'd be a little bit boring. So I like this. I was going to drop on you today. I was going to like random table roll out of these two. Who do you think is going to win? But I couldn't get anything good. Yeah, so, I think I think fun. we'll definitely need to you know, sit on this a little bit more. But I'll love to have this kind of like series roll out. It'd be really fun. Yeah, I agree with that. So, all right, look, I know that we wanted to kind of push it a little farther. However, it looks like I'm going to have some technical difficulties right now. I'm not quite as stationary as normal. All of my all of my technology is going to die. So we're going to have to suddenly wrap this one up, and I hate to do it, potato. Na 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 na. Right. It it, it is the way it is. You guys check us out online, epictablegames.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash epictablegames, where we haven't posted anything for a long time because I suck at Facebook. Hey, you know, regardless, let us know your thoughts because you want to keep this community growing regardless of what we do. Absolutely. We have seven solid listeners. All right, guys. We'll take it easy. Catch you next time. show with the paladins of the podcast rob and potato until next time stay in touch on facebook at epic table games and online at epictablegames.com yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. epic table games